This is What's up, everybody? It's your girl KTZ and your girl Mo JT, and we are D Twin Radio. We want to thank everybody for joining us this evening for this live broadcast episode of COVID nineteen Real Talk. This episode is being brought to you by the Gregory B Davis Foundation, the Roanoke Valley Breast Care Breast Cancer Coalition for COVID nineteen facts over facts not. Fear. And we're going to kick it off with something really special. We do have a panel discussion lined up for you tonight. We want you to engage with us live on um, social media and comment and let us know what you're thinking and what's going on and how you're feeling about this COVID pandemic that we're still smack dab in the middle of. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, we're going to kick it off with a video from somebody very special, a 252 native. His name is Jared Peel, aka Bricks. He has wrote a song and shot a video in our very own community called Tell Me The Truth. And this video is so fire. You're going to see so many people in it that you know. But this song really speaks to what we have going on right now with trying to um, navigate this pandemic and really what it means um, living in this day and age going through something like this. All the different questions that come to mind, everything that you might be thinking about, like does the vaccine really matter? Um, who, Who does it help? Who's paying for this vaccine? All these different questions that we're thinking about in our head that make us feel some kind of way about what we're going through. We just want to give our community here in the Roanoke Valley a chance to express that and give back to the community and talk about it. What you feeling about, Mo, yeah, in, this, I, in this time frame? I agree. Um, share this live. Share, share, share. Share with everybody, share it again and again, um, because the more people that see this, the more people we can uh, impact today. Um, this matters, right? Goodness. We matter, you matter. Um, so we have a treat for you. Um, hard work, good product, good good song. Get ready for it. It's our theme song. We ready. Kick mm-hmm. us off, DJ. Yeah, your boy Pill, bricks some meal, baby. We just out here trying to spread the awareness. No lies. Yo, you cannot fool us. We're not our elders. After all this time, now you wanna help us? We've been essential, but look where the wealth is switching it up. Now here come the deltas. You heard the minister? I am religious. Keep your syringes, cause I'm more holistic. Man, they've been outside and I wanna visit. Natural order, survival of the litters. From what I understand, this was invented. Could be prevented. That's the only reason Trump lost. Karma, big pharma, and such. But the mandate is where the line get crossed. First one shot, then two shots. Now you know I don't even take a flu shot. My immune system, the only thing I was boosting take vitamins daily plus i'm juicing think i already had it before it was called covid didn't even know it never took a test just hope for the best and i made it through that so i feel i control it can't trust the health system we know their lives study history and examine their priors here we had tuskegee flyers plus i heard the vaccine gives you the virus and plus it was developed too quickly i'm already sickly can't let them stick me or microchip me thanos blip me run dmc must admit it's tricky lockdown over so that means we passed it yeah and you see who lasted Real rap, no propaganda tactics. So don't try to catch it. Just tell me the truth. Yeah, tell me the truth. That's all I want. Tell me the truth. But you can't do it. Tell me the truth. Tell me 
know the flu side. I respect your choices. I want to hear from the community voices. Let's come together and find out what's better for all of us so they can divide our forces. Some of the concerns are valid. Can't lie, I was got to cool myself, but COVID is real, and I got to do what I can for me and my family's health. Worked in the medical field, so I was on the front line, seeing loved ones dying, hearing young ones crying. They do something to your mind, you know I'm not lying. What you expect, I'm trying to protect everyone next, so let me inject a little intellect and mutual respect. Sanitize, wear a mask, and get checked. It's coming from me, your boy JP. Known for giving out game for free. I already studied the history. Take a step back, and you will see if you look at it while we pushing it cause we're the ones who have been taking it and they been had their recipe cooking it but we don't take it and that's unfortunate you've been getting vaxxed all your life now you got a problem with us trying to stay alive i said you've been getting vaxxed all your life we need you to survive just look me in my eyes see no lies tell me the truth yeah tell me the truth that's all I want. Tell me the truth. But you can't do it. Tell me the truth. Tell goes the truth. It's a lot of miseducation and pure hating on the vaccination. You done worse with no hesitation. That ignorance leads to our devastation. You don't want an explanation. And that's not who I'm trying to convince. But Omicron is coming. So if I can't sway anyone off the fence, I mean, just use a little common sense. And I advise you, don't take too long. Because when it hits too close to home, you're going to think about what you did wrong. We got to stay focused and make sure we all do our research. Because pills not just going to tell you what you want to hear. Sometimes it hurts. Tell me the truth. Yeah, tell me the truth. That's all I want. Tell me the truth. But you can't do it. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. That's all I want. Tell me the truth. But you can't do it. Tell me the truth. Bad video gives me chills. I can't help it. <laughs> yes, isn't it awesome? We've been singing it all week, y'all. It is our theme song, as we said before. Because you've been getting vexed all your life. All your life. <laughs> yes, tell me the truth by who, Kayla? Bricks. Yeah. Bricks a meal. A.K.A. Yes. Jerry Peel yes. from the two five, okay, yes. and it sets the it sets the tone. Come, I was say, come give us a shout out, Jerry Peel. He in the building live. I was gonna say, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. There you go. You laughing. You know, your boy Darth Pill, a.k.a. Bricks and Mill, um, you know, doing what I do for the community, man. Like I said, I've been trying to get y'all the real for the longest. And that's what we gather here to do today. Just to try to kick a little knowledge to y'all, um, you know, about the whole situation that we got going on. Omicron vaccine. But, yeah, tell me the truth about it. Hey. Yeah. 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 Yes, so this song really sets the tone for our episode's conversation, COVID-19 and the vaccine, vaccine equity in our community and what it looks like. 
we have come up with some questions to guide our discussion. Um, and I, I wanna have my, just say my piece about this y'all. Um, it has, COVID-19 has affected each and every one of us in different ways. I want us to focus on ways we as individuals can maintain public safety. And a major way we can do that is through vaccinating. All right. The way we can do that, make a very good impact, is through vaccinating. Our world is changing in many different ways, and most of, most of these changes surround this pandemic. We have waited for a way to solve this COVID-19 problem, and that is through vaccinating. But now it seems like people don't want to take the vaccination for whatever reason. And in order for us, the public, to see a positive change in this pandemic, we must move with the curve. That means everyone needs to take the vaccine. I'm going to repeat that. I said everyone needs to take the vaccine. I was moved and surprised when I heard the news of the booster. But there is a silver lining, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that institutions such as the CDC have are not quote unquote sleeping on the COVID-19, right? Okay. So I'm gonna leave it there. Before we get into it, let's introduce our panel people, Kayla. All right. So on our panel, we have health educator Betty Macon from the Halifax County Health Department. We also have health educator Keisha Gary from the Northampton County Health Department. We have nurse manager Jennifer Pilgreen from Violet North Hospital. We have project manager for crisis services Tracy Hyde from Integrated Family Services. And we also have Reverend Dawn Daly-Mack, who is a um, registered nurse, and she represents Double D Health and Safety, Eden's Life, and Rural Health Group. And they are all joining us via Zoom. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we let everybody know that this is a, a community conversation. Our healthcare panel and our healthcare panel professionals are here to weigh in on, the, on that conversation. We do have five questions that we are going to ask each panelist, not five questions apiece, but each panelist will answer one question to kick off the discussion. Um, in addition to our panelists kicking out that discussion, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from the public. We want to hear from Facebook. We've got the chat going. I see everybody on the live right now. So shout out to everybody that's following us and in the chat and on Zoom. We want to hear your um, feedback for how this is going. Now, Briggs and Mills said, just tell me the truth. And so this is a safe space for you guys to express yourselves and how you're really feeling about COVID and the vaccine. Are you taking it? Did you take it? Have you taken the vaccine and still caught COVID? Do you think it's working? Do you think that we're in a position to be able to reach herd immunity and get back to some kind of normalcy? So we're going to dive into all of that on this here Facebook Live. And I just want to thank everybody again for joining us. So I'm going to go ahead and kick us off with our first question. And our first question is for health educator Betty Macon from Halifax County Health Department. And the question is, what is COVID-19 and what are the basic components of the vaccine designed to help curb the spread? And I'm going to kick it off to you, Ms. Betty Macon. Come off mute and turn your camera on if you want to. Okay. Okay. Well, good evening, everyone. And thanks for that warm um, um, invitation to join in. Um, so I'll get right to it. As my daughter say, Ma, you're very wordy. So um, five minutes is not very long for me. 
COVID-19 or the coronavirus 2019 is a disease that's caused by a virus um, that's really contagious and it spreads really quickly. It's important for me to mention that this virus spreads from person to person and it's from droplets or um, um, small particles from an infected person that um, gains entry through either the mouth, the nose, or the eyes. So um, that's why it's important. That's why we preach um, mask wearing a lot. So with COVID-19, um, it also, it, it most of the time presents with some symptoms, although some persons who have um, contracted the virus um, have no symptoms at all. Some present with um, what's commonly uh, respiratory symptoms and or gastrointestinal um, symptoms. Um, some of the most common symptoms can be chills, shortness of breath, uh, fatigue, fever, um, sore throat, congestion. Um, the gastrointestinal um, symptoms can present with nausea, vomiting, um, diarrhea. So um, yeah, these are some symptoms. Um, and some of these um, can mimic other um, um, sicknesses such as the flu or a stomach bug or, um, or just a common cold. So it's important to, to know um, your status. So that's you know why it's important if you feel that you have come in contact or if you're feeling just not well, it's best to get tested. So um, a little bit of background history on COVID-19 itself. It was first discovered in Wuhan, China in December of 2019. So it's quickly, quickly spread it across the um, globe and landed um, in the United States. Um, and the CDC um, confirmed its first case in um, January of 2020. And that case came out of the state of Washington. To date, the city to date, uh, meaning as of today, the CDC has reported that over 64 million people have tested positive for the COVID um, virus. And um, out of those six, over 64 million, sadly, over 800,000 people have died. So this is, you know, this is a pandemic that's pretty much has affected, I don't know if it hasn't affected every family, it's nearly affected every family that exists here in the United States. So closer to home here in Halifax County, I wanna give you some, um, some statistics to, to marinate on, and I'm gonna just read these because I wanna be really specific. So as of yesterday in, in Halifax County, we began tracking in March of 2020. So as of yesterday, this is the, um, the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services does not report over the weekend. But as of yesterday, we had um, 11,120 positive cases um, since March of 2020. And sadly, of those, 150 deaths. And just within the past week, we've had four deaths. So another alarming statistic is, is that this week we got some, um, some state data that shows that Halifax County, yes, little old Halifax County, ranks number two um, in positive cases per 100,000 people. So that's number two out of 100 counties. So we're up there, um, ladies and gentlemen. That's, um, that's very alarming. 
I want to segue into the second question. And um, that question um, poses about the vaccine and what's in it, um, you know, how, you know, whether or not it's safe. Um, I want to say that the three current vaccines that are currently on the market, Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J, &J, all of these vaccines have gone through a three-phase process of a clinical trial um, to make sure they're safe and effective. They have all been approved as safe and effective um, for emergency use by the FDA. The way each of these viruses work is, is that they send signals to the cells in our bodies to create an immune response against the COVID-19 virus, which helps us um, um, protect our Im immune system um, from the virus. The ingredients in each of the vaccines vary by manufacturers. So it would be really hard for me to sit here and tell you because it's a really long list, but trust and believe each and every one of the um, ingredients is safe. And I have um, a link to each of them, um, to each of the, um, the vaccines um, that the um, FDA has provided. And um, Kayla, if anyone would like that, if you guys could share that, um, I would appreciate it. Um, I posted it um, um, in the chat in our um, in our Zoom in, uh, in our Zoom chat. So um, to move on, um, um, like I said, it, or either you can find those fact sheets on the FDA's website. It's important to share with everybody, even though I'm not listing what's in the vaccine. I want to share that. I want to dispel the myth about what's not in the vaccine. So know that the vaccine definitely does not have any live COVID-19 virus in it. Absolutely no COVID-19 vaccine in it. So there's no live virus. There's no um, metals in it. There's no, um, none, of, none of the things that, you know, people have, have said it's in the virus that's um, there to harm you. There's no aborted fetal tissues, no magnets, no microchips, um, and again, no live viruses. So um, in conclusion, I just wanna give you a few stats on where we are as far as um, vaccination rates. So here in Halifax County, I can say that according to um, Department of Health and Human Services, we have 56% um, of people here in Halifax County that are partially vaccinated, 56%, and then 52% are fully vaccinated. I don't have the total number of those that are, uh, no, the total percentage of those that are boosted, but I can say to date, 10,560 have been boosted. So um, that is my spiel. I hope I haven't gone past my five minutes. I've been trying to talk loudly because I don't know if it's something with the um, with the um, with the speakers, but I was kind of not hearing a little bit. So I hope I wasn't too loud. And that's my spiel. Hope everybody learned something. Thanks. All right. So as you heard from our health educator right here in Halifax County, 
the va- the vaccine does not have COVID-19 in it, okay? It don't have no metals in it. I know everybody was doing this TikTok challenge. I seen that mess on, on, on the internet when people doing the TikTok challenge. And like, if you had the vaccine, they'll put a quarter on your arm trying mm-hmm. to make it stick. Talking mm-hmm. about <laughs> talking about you got a chip in you. Talking about you got metal, all this kind of stuff. So I'm so glad to know that we can dispel those rumors right here and now. You hear me one more time that the COVID night, the vaccine for COVID-19 do not have COVID in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It don't have metals. It don't have any of that stuff. It's a protein based vaccine. So thank you so much for answering that question for us. Um, um, Miss Betty Macon. So I'm going to move on to our next question. And now look, I, I'm watching the chat on Facebook where we've got plenty of people in the building monitoring the chat. So any questions or comments that you have that you want to share, you want to ask any of our healthcare professionals, you just make sure you type that question in the chat box um, and share. Make sure you share this live with your people so we can see what's going on and have a real conversation about what we're doing in our counties to protect ourselves. So our second question is, in your opinion, who should take the vaccine and what makes a good candidate for the vaccine? And that um, question is for Reverend Don Daly Mack. Thank you, Pat Pine Farrow, for tuning in. Good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Um, so I have a really short answer. And Betty Macon could have taken up some more of my minutes. That would have been fine. But in my opinion, who should take the vaccine? Everyone who is eligible for the vaccine. And what makes a good candidate for the vaccine? Uh, You'd like to have a good quality of life and a long life. Uh, But seriously, you know, in the very beginning, it was first presented to people with pre-existing conditions. Uh, people of color who tend to be uh, more affected by this virus than any other population of people. Um, We said people over 65, because as you get older, um, your immunity and your whole system starts to break down a little bit day by day. Um, I know I'm headed that way, but anyway, Um, Those are people that made good candidates for the vaccine in the beginning. It was over 65 people who would be in contact with people with COVID potentially, such as healthcare workers. Um, Now, moving forward, uh, the vaccine is available to five years and up and boosters for 12 years and up. So anyone in any of those populations should take the vaccine. I know a lot of people will say, well, I'm healthy. I take care of myself. I don't have any chronic conditions or anything. Unfortunately, we have seen that even people that would seem to be completely healthy have contracted COVID-19 and some of them have even lost their lives. Um, And so it's really important that in order to stop the spread and also to stop the creation of new variants, it's important that everyone that can get a vaccine because of their eligibility and it's available to them, all everyone should get the vaccine. Um, as we see now with the Omicron, first the Delta variant, now the Omicron, which is even more contagious than the initial virus. Um, people are catching it that you wouldn't expect, like me. Today, I finally came off quarantine. I have received 
both full doses of Moderna as well as a booster. I was after the period of the two weeks after the booster. So I am what's considered fully vaccinated. I only had a runny nose. And I attribute that to the fact that I have taken the vaccine. There are people that are in the hospital, in the ICU, that are on life support. And I know that uh, I believe it was UNC and Novant Health Systems both reported that 100% of the people on um, ventilators in their hospitals were unvaccinated. So I want you to let that marinate a little bit. 100% in those two hospitals, for sure, 100% of the people in the ICU that are on a ventilator are unvaccinated, as opposed to myself, had COVID, all I had was a runny nose. And the vaccine is because of that. Oh, they, they put more on the screen here. What are the effects of COVID for the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated? So I guess I pretty much uh, explained that. Uh, vaccinated, maybe a runny nose. Unvaccinated, maybe a ventilator. Yep. Thank you so much for that feedback, Reverend Don Daly Mac. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And so you did start to answer that third question. And I want to delve into that third question a little bit more. We've got um, nurse manager from Violet North Hospital, Jennifer Pilgrim, on the line. And I'll repeat that question again for everybody. What are the effects of COVID for the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated? Are there short, short-term or long-term effects for either cases? And Jennifer Pilgrim is a dynamic nurse at Violet North Hospital um, and is on the front lines pretty much in our area for what's being seen in our hospital. And I would really like for her to shed some light on this um, about being vaccinated versus unvaccinated, what you might have to face. So we'll kick it over to you, Ms. Pilgrim. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm glad to be able to be here with you all tonight. Um, just to rebound off what everybody else has said, the COVID vaccine has shown to reduce the risk of spreading the virus. You know, unvaccinated people are about six times more likely to test positive than vaccinated people and nine times more likely to be hospitalized for 14 times more likely to die from COVID related complications. There's been new research found that people who experience breakthrough COVID infection, meaning you've been vaccinated, boosted, but but you still get COVID, they have been fully vaccinated, they're half likely to suffer long-term effects of COVID than the unvaccinated. Vaccinated individuals are 49% less likely to experience long-term effects as such as called like the long haulers or long COVID-19 infection than those who are vaccinated. Long-term effects, um, they can mean they can last for four weeks or more after the infection, and it can go from fatigue, sleep disorders, shortness of breath, and it can last up to six months or longer. Um, vaccinated have shown to experience less symptoms than the unvaccinated, as the previous two have already mentioned. Um, and unvaccinated are 29% more likely to be hospitalized with COVID, while vaccinated may experience mild symptoms, as um, Reverend Dawn just mentioned. In our local community hospital, rebounding off what she's already told you, 93% of our hospital admissions for the COVID-19 virus since December of 2021 are unvaccinated individuals. Vaccinated individuals have a less length hospital stay, and 4% of those had additional comorbidities of heart disease, high blood pressure, or diabetes, along with some respiratory complications that increase their need for hospital care. However, they only stay two to three days versus some have stayed up to two to three months. 
CDC does report that 99.5% of COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. are among unvaccinated people. You do have some short-term um, effects. People who have the COVID-19 that are unvaccinated are at an increased risk of developing other medical conditions, um, such as respiratory problems, respiratory failure, abnormal heart rhythms, and liver and kidney problems, mostly seen in younger, healthier individuals, but can also be seen in older populations as well. The long haulers, there are long-term effects. Um, they can last six more, six months or more, and they include shortness of breath, brain fog, worsening physical or mental activity, and joint pain. And a lot of patients do complain of this from time to time. It can also cause effects on your day-to-day activities, such as decision-making, having conversations, and even your cognition for driving. So there are a lot of short-term and long-term effects for unvaccinated individuals. Your vaccinated individuals are able to have the vaccine, get over COVID and bounce back a lot more quicker than your unvaccinated individuals. And as we've all talked, you can see through data and studies and personal interactions with people in the community, the vaccines are effective and they are working. Thank you so much for that information. So we know from healthcare professionals right here in our community telling us what's going on as they see it real time. You do know that being vaccinated does give you a better chance of fighting COVID and surviving than being unvaccinated. We heard a lot of good information in there, especially I didn't even know about being able to affect your drive, your cognition for driving. Like that is crazy to even think about. Um, But yeah, that with some really great information. So thank you so much for that, um, Nurse Jennifer Pilgrim. And so our next question, I'm going to jump right into our question number four. If, I was going to say, I'm looking at the chat. I don't really see any questions or comments. Again, I want to remind you all, feel free to chime in with us on Facebook if you want to um, ask any of our healthcare professionals um, more questions about anything that you've heard here today and delve in. Me and Mo are going to push it just a little bit, especially coming up mm-hmm. on this next question. Um, so this next question is for um, Tracy Hyde, who is a project manager for Integrated Family Services and Crisis Intervention. What is your perspective on all the resources that have come into the community as a result of trying to educate people and make the vaccine as accessible as possible? And also, Tracy, I want you to highlight specifically because um, you are a representative of Integrated Family Services, which handles our crisis management for Halifax and Northampton County, um, which is most of our viewing area. And so like we just heard, there are mental effects um, that happen because of COVID as well. And so after you just give your perspective on what the resources that you've seen in the community, please tell the public about the public resource that is available for mental health and crisis intervention um, in our area because this service has just become available Um, as of December 1 in 2021, and we want to make sure that people know that it's available and um, how to get in contact with it. So we'll kick it over to you, Ms. Tracy. Thank you, Kayla. All right. um, So as it relates to resources within the community, um, we continue to see an increase in efforts that are being made um, to make the vaccine and test sites available. Um, I don't think anyone can argue that from March 2020 until now is a world of difference as it relates to accessibility to resources. Um, to mention a few, um, there are many no-cost community testing events and other testing um, locations that can be easily identified online, whether it's at the Department of Health and Human Services website 
website, your local community health department site, or many other sites um, online where this information can be found. Additionally, most local and neighborhood pharmacies are now providing low to no cost testing and vaccinations, as well as our medical providers, including urgent cares and primary care providers. So ultimately, um, this allows there to be a variety of options related to testing and vaccinations to accommodate the community's needs. Um, for me personally, I know the increase in accessibility has been extremely helpful um, for myself and for my family in getting fully vaccinated and boosted and for when we need to be <clears throat> tested as well. With that said, as Kayla mentioned, my expertise, expertise is in behavior health, um, as I'm a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical addiction specialist. Um, so, and I think it's really important that we do, um, when talking about resources, that we don't um, we don't neglect um, the impact that COVID-19 has, is, and will continue to have on our community's mental health, whether it's the increase in isolation um, and the fear that COVID-19 has caused um, or the devastating impact of losing a loved one um, from COVID-19 complications. It's, a point, it's important that we are aware and mindful of one's mental health just as we are of one's medical health. Um, we have seen that the impact and residual effects of COVID-19 is increasing feelings of depression, anxiety, and un other mental health symptoms. Um, in addition, we've also seen an increase in substance use and overdoses. Um, therefore, I did want to make sure, um, and I appreciate um, allowing that, Kayla, to emphasize um, that also, although they may not be as discussed or advertised, there are available resources for someone who is in need of behavior health um, services or resources. Um, the two that I wanted to make sure I mentioned um, and that I think are really important that everyone is aware of, um, no matter who you are, no matter what type of insurance you have, no matter your age, um, everyone should know about these two resources. First, that is Trillium Health Resources, which is the community's, well, Halifax, Northampton, and surrounding counties managed care organization who oversees behavior health services. Um, they can be accessed through their website or calling them 24-7 at 1-877-685-2415. Um, they can get you connected to the appropriate resource or provider. They are not a provider themselves. They oversee providers, um, and they can get you connected to the right resource. The second um, service is a service that Kayla was mentioning that did um, begin in Halifax on 12-1, has been in Northampton and surrounding counties for quite a while, um, and that's Mobile Crisis Management Service. Um, this is a service that is of no charge to the individual who's using it and is available to anyone who is having acute mental health, substance use, or developmental disability symptoms and needs immediate assistance assistance. Um, they will send someone out to respond to the location of the individual um, and get them linked to additional resources and services. Mobile crisis is also 24 hours a day and can be um, accessed through um, their hotline at 1-866-437-1821. Um, ultimately, we're in this together and no one's immune to the impacts, whether they're medical or behavior health of COVID-19 um, and the available availability and knowledge of resources for medical and behavior health is how we're going to be able to manage and combat the effects of COVID-19 and get through it as a community. Um, I 
hope that we can share um, the uh, websites and <clears throat> of the resources that I mentioned, but I really appreciate everyone's time and joining. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. We've got so much good information going on. Thank you so much to everyone that's participating on Facebook. So I got a couple of questions for my panel on Zoom from Facebook. And the first question is, so it's true that the quarantine period has decreased. And if why has the um, why has the vaccine the um, I'm sorry, the what's it called? Quarantine. Why mm-hmm. has the quarantine period decreased? Sorry, it so went from like 14 days to 10 days. And now it's at five days. Great but I believe question. that five day period is for people who are vaccinated. So please, if any one of our health care professionals can chime in on that, um, just let me know. And you guys could come off mute and we'll direct it right to you. Hey, so this is Jennifer. Um, I know in conversation with CDC and different things, um, they did decrease some of the quarantine time because of the vaccination, but also because the variants are changing. Um, It's not an exposure time of seven to 10 days as Delta was in the past previously, but it's more of two to three days. So um, the waves are changing and we're building immunity in the communities and in the different areas. So some of the quarantine time did get adjusted based on the exposure time of the um covid virus itself wow that makes perfect sense though i didn't know that wow, thank that you that's great information uh, we got one more question um miss pat pine pharaoh from weldon wants to know how long is the wait period for a person to recover from covid and getting a vaccine so somebody that had covid what how long do they need to wait after having covid in order to get the vaccine great question Hello there. Um, I know at one point they were saying you had to wait about 14 days. Actually, now it's once you no longer have any symptoms. Um, Like Jennifer said, things are moving faster with the variants. Things are just moving faster in general. And we know that things are changing. Some people might be confused, like why was it 14 and now why is it this? She kind of Mm -hmm. explained how things are changing, but also all the data that's being collected. This is probably one of the most studied viruses ever with, you know, on time uh, information at any given moment. And so we're learning as we go along. Um, and that's why there have been changes. It's not that CDC didn't know what they were doing or they're making it up as they go along. No, we're actually learning from all the data that's available, what can change and what needs to change. Ooh, oh, I got another good question, y'all. This question comes from Latisa Tyson um, on Facebook, and she wants to know, is there a way to tell what type of COVID you have? So like if you go to the doctor and you get diagnosed with COVID, would they tell you which variant that you have or which variant you were exposed to? Would, would that be, is that information readily available um, to patients getting coming in for treatment? No. Back up on the mic. You said no. I, I am. Uh, the test can tell you if you have it. And depending on which test, there are several different versions of the tests, um, but they do not tell you which variant you have. So how do you know? That's crazy. How do you know? How do they know what variant it is or what variant is the trend 
Um, well, that's not something we do with our tests, but if say you were to be hospitalized, there, there are other tests, but the standard test that you go get, uh-huh. if, if I just want to go to the clinic right now and get a test, it's just going to say positive, oh, or, positive negative. or negative. Yeah. That's all we have right now. So are there, so if there is like, so are there further, t- so the further test is only if you're hospitalized, if you, you know, are in a position where it like really affects you, where you need to get further treatment, where you would be able to find out what variant you have, or it just don't, it, that information is not given to the public period. It usually isn't. I mean, kind of like when you think about how many people know what their blood type is, you don't know it unless you actually need it. And you get uh-huh. a test for it. But in general, we just we don't get that information. Um, I mean, they do know that like the monoclonal antibodies that they were giving people after they got COVID, they know that it's not really working on Omicron. And right now, 95 percent of the people that are catching COVID are, have the Omicron variant okay. and the other five percent have Delta. Um, so someone somewhere, and that's just beyond my level of expertise, maybe Jennifer or someone else can weigh in on that. So Omicron, you can tell a little bit, like she said, there's really no test to be able to identify which variant you have. Um, but there has been data to be shown from previous countries and ones that Omicron hit before it got to the United States. Um, Omicron is showing more of upper uh, respiratory, such as like runny nose, nasal congestion, sinus issues. So people are running around thinking they have a cold and the whole time it could be COVID. Um, So it's more upper where Delta was more of lower. It affected your lungs more. It gave you um, pneumonia. You had a deeper chest cold is what people felt like. So you were coughing up a lot of stuff, phlegm and things, and it lasted longer. Um, But with Omicron, it's basically upper, nasally, cold-like, and then that's how they're distinguishing between the two. And like she said, they do test it. They send it off and go, but you, you would probably never even know, even if you were in the hospital. It's truly based off symptoms and what the providers think is how they can really guide it on that way. Okay, cool. So I want to, um, just for clarity purposes, I want y'all, one of my healthcare professionals to tell us like, what's the general quarantine period, regardless of what variant you may have contracted, what's the general quarantine period. And then I know like, you know, they're saying if you've had it, you quarantine for however many days, then when you go out, you still need to wear your mask. And so a lot of people like, is there a time frame after having COVID where you can feel comfortable to be around at least your loved ones and not fear giving it to them? So as CDC does guide you five days in strict quarantine, five days additionally with your mask on, as you mentioned, once you hit that 10 day period and you've been fever free without for 24 hours without taking any medications, you're usually good to come out from personal experience. I had it during Christmas. Um, I quarantined my five days. I did five more days of masking and just, you know, social distancing from my family just for safety. And on my 10th day, I came out, you know, and no one in my household was affected from it that way okay great that's great information we got so listen i 
want to weigh in just a little bit more about the perspective of the resources that have come into the community. Mm -hmm. Because this podcast right now is being sponsored by a project called COVID-19 Facts Over Fear. And it's our job with that project to spread COVID facts and not fear. And so that's why Mm -hmm. we're talking about the vaccine, the disease, what you need to do to protect yourself and sharing it on a platform that is local where we can engage with our community. And that is made possible by resources that have come into the community as a result of this virus. Also, this vaccine is free. You can take it. Uh, It don't cost you nothing. Like you can sign up. Tell them one more time. This vaccine is. (laughs) I knew you were going to it's free. It's free. Yeah. I had so, I was behind the scenes, but I had to make a comment on that. I right know now. that's right. Tell them again. It's you can take the vaccine for free. And so I just, you know what? It's such a theme song. Tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. To quote the lyrics again. You've been getting vaxxed all, all your, your life. life. Yeah. Now you got an issue with me trying to stay alive? Like, <laughs> it's not, it shouldn't be a, oh, I don't know what's in it now. All of a sudden, y'all want to act funny about a vaccine. Like, okay, to me, and this is my personal perspective, you're better off with it than without it. Even if you think, you know what I'm saying, you still contract the virus and you, you know, are sick, you're still putting yourself in a better position to recover from it, keep your family safe. And then why not take advantage of the resources that are made available to you? Why not take advantage of them? Why not take advantage of them? Do any any of our panelists have anything they want to weigh in on before we move to our last and final question? Mo, you you good? You what you what's on your you be holding back a little bit? Oh y'all, I just let y'all talk. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm still stuck at the statistics that Miss Betty Macon gave out about fifty two percent. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I before say we, got we move, because one thing, and I we were sitting back behind the scenes, and we were saying is. People don't realize every time that these COVID testing events and these COVID vaccination events are happening in various sites and how uh-huh. the food is there and the uh-huh. DJs and the and the, uh, the giveaways and all the great things that ladies and gentlemen get to be able to uh, actually bring home. Cue me on. But uh, people think two. that's made up, though, twin. No, they they think, they, they think they, that two. people get tricked two. into doing that. They and think- see, people don't realize, and let me move this out the way, ladies and gentlemen, that these events are sponsored by grant-funded money. Exactly. These individuals who take the time to fund these initiatives believe that we have the ability to do what's right to move us in the right direction. Mm -hmm. They trust individuals like me and Kayla and Mo and Jared as well as Red and uh, Miss Pat Peel and Miss Belinda Jones Hill and all of us that's here in the Roanoke Valley, those that are community voices and those who are community leaders in order to make sure that you all are aware of the resources and come out and benefit from them so that way we can move in the right direction. 
uh, twins. Send yeah, look, shout out to Chester Williams. He just had a um, vaccine event today at First Baptist um, in Hodgestown. I've seen a couple of kids that I know that got vaccinated for the first time out there. So like twins said, these community events that are happening in your area, they're here for you. They were funded by grant dollars, and these are resources that are being made available to your community. So you best to take advantage of it if you know what's good for you. Mm -hmm. But I do want to chime we in on good. something we see in the chat, though, because um, people were saying that they were skeptical about taking the vaccine because they were paying people to take the vaccine. Okay. They was paying people to take the vaccine. They was coming out to the community, got all this stuff. And it's just like, what's the pressure about? So I um, I can say personally, from, from doing community-based work and knowing how grant processes work and being able to get money to do things in your community, if you get the money to do it, then you're going to do it. And so it's like the, you know, when but you what gets the people going, what gets the people Food, going, music, giveaway. So if you got people in your community that are planning these types of events, you got people in your community that care enough about the public and their neighbors to say, let me write a grant to bring some funding and do some things in my community to help somebody. It's not because they trying to get rich off of you or not trying to trick you into taking a vaccine that ain't going to do you no good. It's to help you. Not everybody has ulterior motives all the time. So to me, it's like, if the good outweighs the bad, then you might as well take advantage of it. You're not going to cause yourself any harm by taking advantage of resources because they're made available. And I'm glad that you decided to touch bases on this because our final question actually um, is directed to uh, one of our Zoom participants uh, and healthcare professionals, uh, Miss Keisha Geary. Keisha Geary. And, um, KT's, I'm going to switch about you so you can go and ask that question. All right. Our last question. Hello. Why vaccinate? Why vaccinate? To vaccinate or nah? Ms. Keisha Gary, health educator from Northampton County, please give us your take on vaccinating or not vaccinating. Hello, everybody. Hi. This has been a great discussion. It has really informed me as well. Uh, well, We don't want to force anybody to do anything that they don't feel comfortable doing. However, um, taking the vaccination is only going to help you in the event that you catch COVID. You can still catch COVID even though you are vaccinated. Um, but however, if you do um, catch COVID or get COVID and you have been vaccinated, it's going to severely lessen all of the symptoms that you're going to have. This is a serious pandemic that we are in and people are dying constantly around us. Um, and so any opportunity that we can take to give ourselves any kind of boost to help us we should try to take it. We have a lot of myth, myths have been debunked on this um, session. Um, there's no magnets. There are no tracking devices. Uh, these things are all just myths and that um, 
people have genuine concerns, they are concerned. Normally when um, a medicine has gone through rigorous 10, 15 years before they are able to put the medication out, but that's because of laws and other regulations. But this people that have put this medication out, it is safe. Mm-hmm. A lot of people still feel like it's not safe, but it is safe. Um, trust you me, the government is not going to give us anything that's going to cause um, us not to be safe. And so taking the vaccine is only going to help you in the event that you did get COVID. Um, I do the contact trace and also in Northampton County. And I talk to individuals on a daily basis that have gotten COVID and they are struggling. They're having hardships. And I've even talked to someone that um, lost a family member due to COVID recently. And so this is a serious, serious. I want people to understand that we are in a serious crisis mode with COVID. Mm-hmm. This is nothing to play with. And so in the beginning, when um, the vaccines came out, I myself was kind of hesitant about taking the vaccine. Um, but as my doctor explained to me, um, you can't afford not to take it uh, with all the things, especially if you have underlying conditions. If you have underlying health issues, such as um, severe obesity, diabetes, heart disease, it can really affect you. COVID can really ravage your body. And so if taking the vaccine is an opportunity for you to help yourself, then I would encourage anyone to take it. if you have the opportunity, it's free. I don't think I've heard of anyone that even if you don't have insurance, you can still get the COVID vaccine for free and the booster. Um, and so you to take it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so it's not an issue of, you know, whether you can afford it or not. It's free. You can get it at the drugstore. You can get it at your doctor's office. You can go to any local health department. You don't have to come to the health department, even in your county. You can go to any public health department in North in North Carolina um, and you can have that vaccine. And so it's too much of great of a risk, in my opinion, not to get vaccinated. But we want people to feel comfortable. And that's why these young people have decided to put on this wonderful podcast so that we can educate you on why you should not get, why you should get vaccinated. Um, Just like with anything, even when you take your flu vaccination, um, there are side effects. Every time I take my flu uh, flu shot, I get sleep and I get tired, but it keeps me from getting the flu. And so it's just educating yourself. Don't listen to uh, people on TikTok, Instagram, on social media. You need to go to the CDC website. You need to get educated so that you can feel comfortable. Talk to your doctor, talk to your healthcare professionals, talk to people that work with this stuff every day and have the information has, have been educated on it so that you can get educated so you can feel comfortable. Thank you so much, Keisha Gary, for that. So listen, I got a really good question that just popped up in the chat. 
We're going to take a few minutes to delve into that. But before I get to that question, I just got a few housekeeping things to tell y'all. Um, please visit Halifax County Health Department Facebook page, Northampton County um, Health Department Facebook page, Gregory B. Davis Foundation Facebook page, Gregory B. Davis Foundation Facebook page, which is a sponsor of tonight's episode, and RV. Roanoke Valley Breast Cancer Coalition, also their Facebook page. All this COVID vaccine information, the CDC guidelines, all that information is available on those um, Facebook pages. There's also the health department just released that they'll be having a drive-through COVID testing event in Roanoke, at the Roanoke Rapids Theater. That's 500 Carolina Crosswells Parkway in Roanoke Rapids, 27870. This event will begin Wednesday, January 19, 2022 and continue through Friday, January 21st, 2022. It will then run weekly, Monday through Friday through February 18, 22. Hours of operation are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. No registration or appointment required. No out-of-pocket costs and insurance is accepted but not required. This is a RT-PCR test with results getting them back within 12 to 24 hours of testing. So I just wanted to make you guys aware of those community resources that are available to you. Um, again, you can visit those Facebook pages that I mentioned if you want to hear that information again. So this is for my healthcare panel um, that I got on Zoom. And our last question that I'm going to take for the evening um, is from Facebook. Latessa Tyson, thank you take, so much. Then take one from, we got one from the live audience. We got one from the live audience, one from Facebook. So the one from Facebook, thank you so much, Latessa Tyson, for tuning in to this Facebook broadcast and your questions. You've been um, very instrumental in our feedback for tonight. Latessa says, I am fully vaccinated. However, Every one of the questions I get a lot of is, has information been released on if COVID-19 is man-made or not? And she said that this is a question that she gets a lot. And it's just something that weighs heavily on people's mind on whether or not to take the vaccine or not. And so this platform is called COVID-19 Real Talk. I don't want to shy away from her question just because it's a difficult one. If we don't have the answer to that question, then we're just going to tell you, Latessa, that we don't have the answer to that question. I got my theory about where COVID came from. I'm not going to use this platform to say my theory on where I think COVID came from, but I will give any other um, of our healthcare professionals that are online an opportunity to answer that question. And you too, Mo, anybody in, that's in our um, live audience right now who would like to weigh in on the question. The question is, again, has information been released to say if COVID-19 was man, is a man-made virus or not. Now, we do know coronavirus, which is the base of COVID-19, is a novelty virus that exists in our society. So it didn't just come out of nowhere. Coronavirus... It has been here and it's been here for a while. It's on the back of the Lysol can when they spray for the disinfectant. It says it prevents coronavirus. That didn't just pop up on the Lysol cans that came out last year. It's been up there. So, you know, just a little nugget about, you know, reading and, and those kind of things. But do I have anybody on the Zoom who want to weigh in on that question? Looks like Reverend Dawn David Mack is ready. I'll jump in. To my knowledge, there has been nothing released to tell us whether COVID is man-made or not. And like 
Kayla said, coronavirus has been around a long time. The common cold is a coronavirus. Um, and so, but this particular COVID, if you remember in the beginning, they called it a novelty vaccine, the, the, the novel COVID vaccine. Um, we don't know exactly where it came from, but what we do know is that it is killing people. And so whether it was man-made or not, I mean, I want to know too. But at this point, with the number of people that have died from this virus, it's really important that we do everything that we can to protect ourselves from death, because we know that we can't protect ourselves from catching COVID altogether. But to protect ourselves and our loved ones from death, the important thing to think about right now is what do you do to stop it? Maybe at some point in the future down the road, we'll know exactly where it came from if it is, in fact, man-made. Um, but whether we know that or not right now will not change the fact that it's killing people and that we need to be vaccinated. Thank you so much for that, Rev. Now we got one more question from our live audience, and we're going to kick it over to their, over to the live question right now. Hello, hello. You on, baby? Oh, I'm on. Um, uh, the main thing I wanted to touch bases on is, um, I like the way you had the last question was why get vaccinated, and that's an important thing because, um, especially being someone that I am not vaccinated, uh huh. Um, and I have my my opinions about vaccin vaccination has been, um. What's the purpose of getting vaccine? Oh, my apologies. What's the purpose? Uh, I'm, at first, it, until I got this little insight, I still was in the air like, what is the purpose of being vaccine when if you catch the virus, they do not provide you any form of aid to be able to fight off the virus? So someone processing that we look at it, I'm just speaking for myself, we look at it as, okay, what's the purpose of even going to get tested or getting vaccine if in the end our body is naturally going to fight off this illness or this virus? Everybody don't have that body. Everybody's body works differently. And so you vex, if you're getting vaccinated, then you're possibly preventing the spread of somebody who might not react to it the same way that you did. You might have a runny nose, whereas if you round your grandma and you give it to her unknowingly, she can have breathing problems. You know what I'm saying? So it affects different people in different ways. And that's from my perspective. And also, I want to highlight a little bit about me and Mo were having this conversation earlier. Um, and we were talking, to, what was the word we looked up? Mo, inoculation. Mm -hmm. And so that word, inoculate, was, it has now been, inter is an interchangeable word with immunization. Mm -hmm. And so if we're going to curb the spread of a communicable disease, we're in the vaccinate stage right now where it's like voluntary. But at some point, if these variants keep coming out and they keep spreading and going and haywire, they're going to get they're going to develop the research enough to where a vaccine is one of the things. A COVID-19 vaccine is one of the vaccines that you get on your immunization record as if like you get the pertussis, you know, what I'm saying getting protected from protest the whooping cough. Like. Right. So it that that is called inoculation. Right. Mom? Correct. Correct. So. 
as an individual, you may feel the need or not have like feel the need to get vaccinated. Right. But what we want to implore to you and the community is that it's more it's bigger than you. It's more important than you that um, with all the variants that are coming about and the boosters that are being created to foster that or combat that. I feel that we're in the second round of vaccination. And if you are in that second round of vaccination and you haven't gotten your first round of vaccinations yet, you're behind. That's that's my personal opinion. Do any of our healthcare professionals want to weigh in on this question about, you know, we're going back to the issue of, you know, if you're a person in good health and, you know, you're not really worried about it. Why do you need to take the vaccine? Just just talking about it. We have an unvaccinated person who just wants to know, you know, who was on the fence about it. Honestly, and legitimately not knowing what to do, especially if they're a person in good health, not really being worried about it. And I've explained my perspective, you know, just saying if people carry the virus different ways, so it might not affect you one way, but if you pass it and it doesn't affect the person the same way it affects you, it could potentially prove fatal for somebody else. Right. And you don't want to be held responsible in that regard. So I just want to um, let anybody on the healthcare panel, if y'all want to weigh in on that at all. Twin, what you got? And after we get that response, we're going to get ready for our last three poll questions just to kind of see um, who we have on our live feed that is from our counties. But we'll get to that after response from one of our healthcare professionals. All right. It looks like Ms. Gary is ready. You going to respond to Gary? Yes, I, I was going to say I'm not a nurse. I'm not a, a trained um, medical professional. However, like I said, I do the contact tracing for the health department in Northampton County. And what that contract tracing means is that I once you test positive for COVID, somebody's going to call you. Anytime someone has a communicable disease, the health department legally we're to call you, we're to follow up with you. I have talked with hundreds of people since 2020. And what I have found just based on my interaction with the people that I have talked to is that this COVID virus affects everybody completely different. Okay. When I say completely different, it doesn't affect two people in the same way. I've had people, five or six people living in one household together, eating together, living together, sharing food, and one person was deathly sick and the other five were unharmed. Um, some people are um, asymptomatic, meaning they have it, but they have no symptoms. So all they're doing is um, passing it to everybody that comes in contact with them. And so because COVID is so diverse and it affects so many people, so many different ways, that's one reason why it's hard for us to get a handle on it, because COVID is not a cookie cutter virus. It affects everybody different. That's why it's so very important, I feel, that people should get vaccinated, because just like um, the two ladies explained so very perfectly, it affects everybody's body different. You can not, you could be asymptomatic, not have a symptom in the world, but you can be given this virus 
to, I forgot how many people one person can uh, um, infect by themselves, but it's a lot of people. One person that's asymptomatic that doesn't have any symptoms of COVID, but you still have COVID and you can transmit it to other people, meaning you can, you're not sick yourself, but you can give it to other people. And so you have someone that has an underlying condition and you give them COVID or they catch COVID from somebody, it could mean life or death for them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, and we don't know. And some people, a lot of young people, they don't go to the doctor. They don't know that they got a sickness. They don't know they have an underlying condition because um, sometimes, you know, we have aches and pains and we don't always go to the doctor. And so you have this disease or you have an underlying condition that you don't even know about. You catch COVID and it wreaks havoc on your body. And so that that's what I wanted to say based on the people that I have talked to, hundreds of people, and it affects everybody differently. Everybody in the house could catch it. Some people just have a running nose. Some people have all the symptoms of COVID. And so with that being said, I think in my opinion, I'm like I said, I'm not a medical professional, uh, but I think that if there's something out there that can lessen the severity of the symptoms, I think you owe it to yourself to get the vaccine. And not only that, your loved ones as well, because you can be, again, this is something that we don't really, you know, we don't talk about the asymptomatic people, people that have it, that have no symptoms but they can transmit it or they can give it to other people. And so you have to think about those people as well. And so if you are elderly, you have an underlying condition, COVID could really wreak havoc on you. And it could be life and death for some people. Yes, it does. Thank you so much for that feedback, Ms. Keisha Gary. We appreciate you. Um, So before we get ready to close out, we got a couple poll questions that we want to highlight. Um, And so if you guys on Facebook Live will just comment in the chat with your answers to the poll. You want me to do the poll questions? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hold on. Let me get pull them up. I got them. I got them. I got them on slide. Oh, you know it. You know it. And we watching it right now. Yeah. Right here on Zoom and Facebook. So let's get the first poll question up, ladies and gentlemen. First poll question is, where do you live, work, or play? So, yeah, just comment in the chat what county you're representing, Halifax, Northampton, or Warren County. Anybody yeah. on the chat, everybody on the chat, um, uh, watching on Facebook Live, please comment and let us know where you're watching from. And even those that are in Zoom, please also, you can put your comments. Yeah, we would Zoom, truly appreciate that as well. Because some of you all may be in the counties or other, but we truly appreciate your support in this live broadcast. Again, we want to shout out the Gregory B. Davis Foundation mm-hmm. for putting on this awesome event. We got Northampton County in the building. We got Halifax in the building. I don't see no Warren County. Oh, we got County. somebody from Raleigh watching. Um, Raleigh and with hey Miss Andrea. So we got Halifax and Northampton County. Okay. Other. All we got right. other. Okay. Now for the sake of time, we're gonna get situated because we are all little, right. So what's right, our, our, our keep on rolling? We second can go right on poll question. question. Our second poll what question. What barriers are you experiencing around COVID-19 vaccines and testing? So if you just want to briefly briefly comment in the chat, whether it's transportation, 
you feel like access, you feel like the time frame where the COVID, the sites and stuff that you know about, if the time frame don't work for you, put that in the chat. If you can't, if it's transportation, that's um a variable, variable. Uh, <laughs> what, what, uh, well, the choices that we have are if you are unable to get the vaccine, please comment or select that if you are, or say that in the chat. Um, to my people that are on Facebook, also, if you are unable to get testing, you can state that. Uh, if you are unable to get information about COVID-19, you can state that. Or you are unable to speak to someone about COVID-19 or other. So that's what it comes to, that second question right there. Now, um, before we get into the third one, you, you all going to say anything? Because we're going to get ready. You ready? Oh, all right. yeah. Let's hey, jump right hey, in the third. Kicking on to the third. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So our third and final poll question of tonight's on podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is do you feel empowered to talk to family and friends about the COVID-19 information that you gained tonight? Yes. Please comment in the chat to my people on Facebook and to my people that are watching. We truly appreciate your support. If you did not think this information was informative and resourceful, please comment no. Okay. And if you are not sure, please comment not sure. So that way we can be able to um, gather your responses in our efforts of tracking this information because we want to make sure that we are serving our counties around and those that are not informed. We want to make sure that you are informed. And yes, Miss Edna Davis Brown, access is a huge issue. So we want to make sure that we have access to each resource possible in order for us to eliminate the this vaccine. I mean, I'm sorry, this COVID-19 pandemic. Because the vaccine, I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm vaccinated, so, you know, I'm going to be pro-vaccine, pro-boost, you know. So I, I'm, I'm pushing my done. twin, y'all. Okay. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. This so was such a you, great episode, won't it, twin? Yes, most definitely. Um, Again, we want to thank um, uh, the Gregory B. Davis Foundation and the Roanoke Valley Breast Cancer Coalition for making this all happen with you all, ladies and gentlemen, here in the Roanoke Valley. Um, I'm just a two in order to bring you all the information. So I'm just delighted to be able to have this live broadcast with you all. Is there anything else that you would like to share, Kayla or Mo or any individuals in our, well, we're going to just pretty much. I say, I love y'all. This has been fun. This has been great. Please get the vaccine. Shout out to the shout Roanoke out to the Roman Valley, Valley Community, Community Fellows. Fellows. Yes, and class of twenty twenty one. Class of twenty twenty one. Okay. And as in the words of Brick, just tell us the truth. Just yeah, tell let's, us let's the go truth. out on the video. We so, going out. Oh, we, we want to go out on the video. I'm gonna bring, bring it to us. Hold on. Let me get, let me bring it back because you already know I want to bring that back. Bring Hold that on. video back. That's how we gonna go out. Thank y'all that's, so that's much how we gonna go with Thank you to our panel, Ms. Keisha Gary, Northampton County um, Health Educator, Betty Macon, Halifax County edu um, Health Educator, Reverend Don Daly, Matt R.N. representing um, her business, Eating Life, Double D Health and Safety, Rural Health Group, Jennifer Pilgrim, Nurse Manager at Vida North Hospital, Tracy Hyde, Project Manager for Crisis Services and Integrated Family Services. You guys have been great. Um, Mo, always a pleasure. Twin, yeah. always a pleasure. Everybody who joined us live, we got Red in the building. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah. Uh, okay. Shout out to Double or Nothing Quality Sound Double or Nothing Quality Sound Production. D Twin Radio. So. Y'all been great. We out of here.
This is, is B-B-B-Twin Radio. 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 Radio